Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Point and Click Radio. This is the bi-weekly computer show here on KZYX, the place where we answer your computer questions and bring you the latest computer and Internet news. I'm Jim Howe. I'm Bob Lawton. <laughs> How you doing tonight, Bob? Hey, Jim. Um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, just fine. Yeah, this is this is new for us. We're both working from home tonight. <laughs> It's the it's the it's the new work from home era, folks. I'm yeah. and on the coast, and Bob is home in the in I'm home where it's foggy, and Bob is home where it's sunny and hot. And hot, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and we've got a few interesting news stories tonight. Um, we're going to talk about the new just announced Windows 11 from Microsoft, just hot on the heels of Apple announcing its new operating system, um, uh, Monterey, at the um, uh, at their developers conference earlier this month, while Microsoft has announced Windows 11. It's not going to be available for a while, just like um, Apple's OS, but um, it's interesting, and we'll talk about kind of what's new and what to look for, and whether or not you should consider upgrading based on the age of your computer, because that's always a thing when new operating systems come out. Uh, we also want to talk about uh, a a... Big Sur upgrade fiasco that I had um, myself just about a week or so ago where my uh, 2017 5K 27-inch iMac was turned into a 27-inch brick and required four days of troubleshooting, reformatting, reinstalling, and more than a little bit of prayer to get it all back into running condition. We've got another bunch of uh, news items as well, and as always, we want to take your calls and questions, but we want to start out with tonight's show with our tip of the week from our own Toby Molina at the Point and Click Research Desk. This is kind of a last-minute um, tip of the week because it's hot off the press. We're going to talk about, Toby's going to talk about an experience that she had not 35 minutes or so ago that we thought, wow, this is really Really worth letting our listeners know about this. Um, welcome, Toby, from the Point and Click Research Desk. Yes, this Good just evening. in. <laughs> Hello. Hi, so Toby. What happened? <laughs> well, uh, I received a text at about six o'clock this evening uh, saying that B of A Security it was from B of A Security, and did you use your debit card ending in the you know four digits of my debit card? And then it said, <clears throat> you know, Walmart grocery for you know, $295 McDonald's for this amount and Zelle payment for $3,500. <clears throat> I responded, no. And then I got a phone call from a nice young man who was only too help, happy to help me sort out this compromise of my credit card. Um, from the get-go, I was suspicious uh, because he indicated they'd be canceling my card and I'd have a new card within one to two business days. Well, I know well, for my card has been compromised more than a few times, that typically Bank of America says four to six days. So immediately, that sent up a red flag. Uh, but it seemed so legitimate that I just kept going. He confirmed my address, but only my P.O. box number, and I said yes. And I had already decided to my own mind, that was the extent 
before I'd even provided the information, the only thing that I would tell this person who called me was to confirm my address, and he already had my phone number, so that was not a concern. He then said he canceled the first two charges, wanted me to confirm that I didn't see them uh, on my in my account, which I did not. And then he talked, said we need to, it's more complicated with the Zelle payment. For those who don't know, Zelle payment is uh, the, the uh, mechanism that Bank of America uses to transfer, to uh, do, uh, find, you know, money transfers to people or other accounts, et cetera. And I'm acquainted with it. I use it myself. <clears throat> and then he started to explain something that got progressively more fishy. Uh, we need your help trying to figure out who the, uh, who the payment was sent to. Uh, here's, here's, uh, please go into, um, your Zelle. You told me where in the app to click to get into the tab to, uh, uh, take the next steps. And then he gave me an email address. Input this email address, Toby Molina you know, 92666 at gmail.com. If you put that in and you make it a transaction for $3,500, we'll be able to tell who the original transaction was sent to. Red flag. And that was that. So it was very clear that something that made absolutely no sense was happening. And I questioned him and I said, there is no security person on this planet <laughs> who would tell me to do what you're asking me to do. Uh, no, it's really, it's, um, this is what we need to do. And I progressively said, dude, this makes no sense. Um, I refused. I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to hang up with you. I'm going to call Bank of America and I'm going to initiate the call. And then I'll take these steps if I'm asked to do this. Yeah. When I talk directly with Bank of America, he tried to hang on to me. He said he would escalate me to uh, a specialist. I said, no, thanks very much. And before I had a chance to hang up, that next person got on the line. So clearly he was sending it on to, I'm losing her. I'm losing her. <laughs> exactly. I need to send you, I need to transfer to somebody else who might, you know, make it seem more legit. So ultimately I hung up. I called Bank of America. They confirmed that it was all a big, it was just fraud. There were no, there was no Walmart charge. There was no McDonald's charge. There was no Zelle charge. However, somebody had just bought three $50 and two $100 gift cards at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so whoever that was, once they realized they didn't have me on the hook for more money, immediately used my card to buy a whole bunch of gift cards. And those were reversed immediately. So we've all had fraud perpetrated, just about everybody. Um, but this was a much more sophisticated take uh on the usual my card is compromised i get a, i get a text from bank of america that says hey did you make these charges i say yes or no they then immediately cancel my card <clears throat> and they ask me they either send an email or ask me to call them yeah, so it had the, the the thing that gave ahead. it the initial stench of credibility was the fact that they knew your cell phone number and they knew the last four digits of your Bank card. Credit card. But also, the the text that I got looks exactly like a text I would get from Bank of America when wow. they are sending me a communication asking me if I've made certain charges. I mean, it is it is letter perfect, really, 
to what I would what about the, get. And what happened? Toby, what, what about the was, what about ahead. the original what about the originating caller ID? Usually when I get a well, I text have it. I have the phone them, number. Was it a phone number? Because usually mine looks something like eight three six dash two five or something like that. You know, yeah. it's one well, of those. That's when I get a, yes, when I get a text from them, this was. Yeah, this 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 looked like a real. I mean, it was a it was a real ten digit phone number. Now it was from an eight oh eight area code, which I believe is Hawaii. So hey, you know, maybe B of A has a security center in in Hawaii, but it did it looked like a real call. So. Um, yeah, that also kind of the you know the 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 appearance of legitimacy started crumbling there, um, but it really crumbled when the alleged security guy said, "In order to be able to track down the source of the fraud, we need you to make a thirty-five hundred dollar uh, funds transfer." using your b of a app well he said you know ultimately you're not gonna it's not gonna go through and i just said this makes no sense you want me to do your detective work just cancel the transaction it just it got too greedy it didn't make sense right but but what i see here is the way that they identified identified me was they sent me this text and because i responded no they knew that they had like a live person on the line that they had my right. correct e- phone number they had my correct uh, cell number um but i have to say ultimately there were a lot of red flags but i could see how you can easily in a panic um you know st- quickly start um tumbling down this hill i, I see absolutely it was they were he was too nervous and he wasn't slick enough in fact the person who was talking to me he was he was very nervous and couldn't kept apologizing to me i'm sorry ma'am i'm sorry ma'am well then um, you know and you're savvy but i mean a lot of people are not as savvy and would have been convinced by the fact that they had your cell phone number that they had the last four digits of your bank card um and when it starts out from that position of legitimacy, just like a phishing email, which is why we thought it was important to add to uh, tonight's uh, edition of Point and Click Radio, because this is a kind of phishing. No, it doesn't deal with a computer, except for the fact that it runs on the computer that is in the, in your, in the palm of your hand. But it is very similar to any email phishing scam where it looks legit, it seems legit, and it's very easy, especially if you are, as happened, this was at the dinner hour, I believe a beautiful burrito, not a Chick-fil-A burrito, but a beautiful yeah. burrito <laughs> was sitting in front of you at that moment. And at a, at a time like that, it's very easy if you're, if you're, if you're, if you don't just take that extra second to think it through that. So uh, that's legit. That's what I did. So a couple of things, lessons to learn. Um, Take your time when something like this happens. Don't feel panicked. Don't let anybody pressure you. Um, you know, take a breath, think it through. If somebody calls you, also take a beat and call them yourself. It, it may be legitimate. You know, I, I'm not. Here's, it's, here's, I'm not going to say that every. That it's not possible. The Bank of America could call me, but I realized I need to take a moment, go to the phone number on the back of my card, and call. Uh, and then I was able to straighten it out myself. Um, but I think the, the number one uh, thing to remember is don't rush, don't panic, 
you know, think it through, uh, use your better judgment, uh, and don't let anybody on the phone make you feel like if you don't do something in the next 10 seconds, it's going to be, de- you know, dastardly. It's going to be, you know, deadly to your credit, to your money. The fact is, is that if it's a bank, if it's a credit card, any of those institutions, you're, you're safe. So take a moment to think it through. Um, even, yeah, but, you know, uh, go ahead. What the, what the bad guys do is they, they, they're skilled in that psychology of manipulating your fear mechanism. So you go, oh, my God, I better do this because I could lose everything. Toby, my question for you is, did they only have those two pieces of information, your phone number and the four digits of your credit card? That's all that, that that's oh, that's they had all your that post they, office box too. Yeah, they they had my address. Oh, they had your address not my, also. My, not my physical, not my home address, but my PO box. All I of which if, I think I, are probably very easy to find. Well, I'm just wondering if if you had a bank statement that was on its way to that PO address that somebody stole. No, I get all I get everything digitally. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't get any. Uh, I don't get any of my banking information. Nothing comes to me via mail. It all comes to me to, uh, by a, you know, th- by email or otherwise. And the yeah. smartest thing you did. The smartest thing you did, and what what we would encourage probably the ultimate takeaway is, if you get into a phone exchange with somebody like that, and it starts to stink a little bit around the edges, or even before it starts to stink, say you know what. I'm going to hang up and call your fraud detection line, your fraud mm-hmm. hotline. Every credit card has one. It's printed oh, on yeah. your bank card. It's printed on the back of a card. Um, so just just hang up, end that call, and say, you know, I'm going to initiate this call rather than going through the steps that somebody who called you suggests that you make. Right, because most banks do send out text alerts if they think sure. there's a, a fraudulent transaction. Sure. And, if, and do if remember, you, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, that's all, that was my only point, is that it's not unexpected to get a text message from your bank or credit right. card company. It's and just the that they, rem- if they suddenly call your phone immediately after you say no, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I've had my, you know, I've, I've taken out money from the ATM up in Fort Bragg and ha- had them question some activity. And they never, they never call me. We take care of it via text. Um, I, uh, I, okay. Uh, so yeah, to to me, the the most important thing here is just remember to trust your instincts. Don't panic. None of nothing, nothing that's happening here is, is, you know, is time sensitive. Right. Your bank will stand behind you. Your credit card company will stand behind you. Um, uh, don't let them scare you. And, and also remember, you know, he kept saying to me, well, I'm calling from your bank. You can see. And that was another tip. <laughs> he said, uh, you can see that I'm calling from the number on the back of your card. <laughs> and it's very, very simple to spoof a phone number. Yeah. Very, yeah. very, very oh. simple. You can go online. You can totally. go to the App Store or the Google Store, Google Play Store, and download half a dozen apps, lickety split, that will spoof a phone number. So, his directing me to the fact that it was a real phone number in and of itself uh, was a uh, tell. Um, yes, totally. Yeah. So I'm just saying they come in all shapes and sizes. Trust yourself. 
Um, if you are even the tiniest, don't be embarrassed to say to somebody, you know what, this doesn't feel right to me. I'm going to hang up with you and I'm going to call the security department for my credit card, for my bank, for my mortgage company, for whatever. Um, never feel pressured into um, doing something other than that, which you are 100% com comfortable with, and take a moment to think it through before you give anybody any information and particularly any money. And that, dear listeners, is our tip of the week. <laughs> tip of the week, one. yes. <laughs> really? Thanks, Toby. Yeah, well done. It was fun. It was fun to actually uh, sit on the sidelines and watch watch this uh, unfold. Um, I was I was sorry that your burrito was getting cold as that was happening, but um, <laughs> ending, which is yeah, I was, which I cannot say for the burrito. <laughs> yeah, I felt I felt a sense of triumph <laughs> that they were foiled and that I hung up on them. <laughs> exactly. Well done. Absolutely. Toby Have Molina a great show, from the guys. Point and Click Research Desk. As always, yes. thank you very much. And bye we'll bye. see you on the next show. Bye bye. Bye bye. I'm yeah. also really, I'm also really happy, Jim, that her fourteen hundred dollars wasn't on its way to one of those um, Nigerian uh, <laughs> princes or whoever. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. Always just take a breath before you enter personal information. Before you look at something and feel like, oh no, I need to address that. I need to change those passwords right away. Um, good stuff. Okay. If you're just tuned in, this is Point and Click Radio, the bi-weekly computer show here on KZYX. Bob Lawton and yours truly, Jim Hyde, here as we are with you every other Wednesday, bringing you computer, internet, and fraud avoidance tips and news and tucking your, taking your calls and questions, we will, which we will begin doing um, a little bit later in the show. Um, but first, we want to talk about, just for a minute, um, the new Windows 11 which Microsoft uh, introduced and previewed um, just this past week. Um, as with uh, Apple's new operating systems, it's not going to be out for several months yet, closer to the end of the year to uh, ship on new computers. And there's, it may even be um, in early 2022. This is still not certain yet um, whether it will, when it will become available for computers that are already out there running Windows 10. Um, it will be a free upgrade whenever it does appear. And um, Apple, uh, Apple, <laughs> uh, Microsoft, wrong company, <clears throat> has made a lot of um, both changes under the hood and in the visual look and feel, very much as, as Apple does every, uh, every time a, a new operating system comes out. Um, the operating systems on both of these platforms are starting to look more and more alike. Um, you know, there's rounded corners of the windows and there's lots of glitzy transparency where you can see things through the windows and, and, and that kind of thing and animations and, 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 you know, nice icon designs and that sort of thing. So, Windows 11 has a really has kind of a, a very pretty look. Um, it looks it looks like a uh, it looks like a very modern 21st century kind of operating system. Jim, Jim, does yeah. does it look lickable? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that was when Steve Jobs introduced um, the uh, Aqua theme with when, right. with the brand new i i uh, oh, Mac OS? No, it's just called OS X or OS 10. OS 10, OS 10 right? Yeah, with the lickable interface. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I don't know. I I prefer lollipops to operating systems. Yeah. When it comes to lickability, it looks likable. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it does look likable. Yeah, there was a little movie you sent me, and I watched it, and I was amazed. Uh, 
You know, um, well, go on. Talk about the, the release on it, because I haven't really looked at the, the, you know, the fine print on what they're going to be doing. But is this going to run on all their current processors? That is what um, really remains to be seen. Basically, if your computer is older than about four years old, you probably are going to want to think twice about upgrading to Windows 11. You know, it is in an early preview state right now. And as um, the Microsofts and Apples of the world um, evolve and debug and actually ship the operating system to, to you and me, <clears throat> it becomes much clearer as to what the system requirements are going to be. Um, but generally from what I have read is like kind of if uh, there are certain hardware requirements, there's a, a security chip that is a TPM, Trusted Platform Mobile Security Chip, um, that is required. Some older computers don't have that. Um, <clears throat> I believe a dual-core minimum a dual core processor is also required so if you're kind of making do with an older pc something that's more than several years old windows 11 um is probably going not going to be um something that you want to think about um if you buy a new computer as of the latter part of the year it's going to be pre-installed on those on, on all new computers it is the it is the heir apparent to the windows throne and, you know, in addition to the, the kind of uncertainty of the system requirements, what we do know is that Microsoft has introduced, as Apple has had um, for a while now, uh, widgets, where you can have these little desktop things that do everything from give you the weather report to help you take notes or, or display your calendar and reminders. Uh, the settings app is, is, is completely redesigned. And it looks easier to kind of manage all the different settings that um, that are in a, in a in a modern computer. Probably the most one of the most interesting things is a new window um, treatment uh, system that they call Snap Layouts, and it basically lets you save window layouts of different applications on your screen, so that if you always have a web browser on one side of your screen and your email program in the lower right corner and your and your uh, word processor in the upper right corner, you can create that kind of saved workspace so that you can bring up that arrangement um, with, with a couple of mouse clicks. So that looks nice. It lets you choose from a bunch of different window layouts and, and, and populate them with, uh, with app windows. So um, another nice new feature is called multiple desktops, where you can create a desktop for all your personal stuff that you do. You can with the apps where you want them. Um, you can have another one for you know business productivity, where you have your spreadsheet and your word processor open and your web browser, um, and then you can switch between those different um, uh, ways that you work. Um, uh, again, with a couple of mouse clicks. Didn't didn't Apple do that about? 10 OS versions ago with Spaces, something spaces. they called Spaces. Whatever happened to Spaces? That I don't know. I, went. I spaced out a long time ago. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I tried using it, and it was actually cool. And I think if you're the kind of person that dabbles in different genres, like if you do uh, computer programming in a... In a uh, you know, a text editor development environment during the day and like to play games or do artwork at night, 
you could have yeah. a space space for for your programming and then just swipe over whatever you did it with a keystroke combination and get into the other environment and not have to do a lot of juggling around so that's actually been there in the mac system as far as i know maybe this is what's coming to windows where you can do that yeah and that that is basically the drill it lets you kind of set up um different work environments for the different environments for the different things that you use your computer for um and there's a bunch of other things, you know, another, another one, one last thing that we'll touch on is, um, you know, uh, everyone is using the likes of Zoom and FaceTime, um, and Skype these days. And Microsoft's answer to all of that has been, um, an app called Teams for a while. It lets you do text chatting. It lets you do video conferencing. Um, and it's really because, you know, since the pandemic began and people started to be using video conferencing tools like crazy, Microsoft put a lot of energy into making Teams really pretty nice. And Teams is now kind of integrated throughout Windows 11 where um, there's, a, there's basically a button that uh, is your, in your taskbar that gives you teams access no matter what you're using um and then teams by the way is free and it's also available on android and and uh, and and ios and on windows um so uh and on the mac os it's uh it's uh it's, it's worth exploring if you're looking for yet another video conferencing tool so yeah there's a bunch of other little stuff in windows 11 and maybe not so oh yeah one other, one last thing i lied um Windows 11 will be able to run Android mobile apps. Oh, yeah. So just as Apple is adding the ability to add to run iPhone apps on your Mac, Microsoft is adding the ability to run Android apps on your Windows PC. So it's, again, kind of one of those examples of that line being blurred between mobile devices and, and, and desktop apps. Well, what's interesting about that is Android is not a Microsoft product, <laughs> unlike iOS, which basically uh, has the same uh, software core as Mac OS. Yeah. Um, Android is made by Google or a product of Google or developed yeah. by Google, and it's running on a Windows system. So that's, that's pretty interesting. It is pretty interesting. You know? I'm looking so, forward to it. I'm also yeah. looking for. I'm looking forward to the kick in the pants that this is going to do for Apple, because even though Apple is way ahead on hardware and hardware software integration, especially now that Tim Cook is running Apple and not Steve Jobs. I mean, Tim Cook to me is somebody who deals with uh, with more atoms than electrons. You know, he's a, a production manager type guy, and he's into the hardware and the sales, but. Um, He's not, I don't think he's a software visionary like Steve Jobs was, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think that um, Apple needs to put more work into their software. They're, they're, they're coming along okay. But um, I looked at that Windows 11 video, which I recommend everybody do. Go to Microsoft.com and look at their Windows 11 preview, and you'll see a lot of cool things that are going on in the operating system that I frankly kind of wish uh, my Mac had going on. Um, and uh, we'll have to see what happens when they actually release it um, because it looks like they, uh, to me, it looked like maybe Apple had uh, 
uh, laid off their creative team and, and uh, Microsoft hired them <laughs> en masse. <laughs> you know, the video was very, very sort of Apple-like in terms of the that sort of spare design quality they have. You know, the the emotional uh, 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 animated, uh, you know, movement of the of the item through space. The way well, Apple does when that. Read, when you read about the uh, the Microsoft's own page, uh, Windows 11 pages, they talk about it being more personal and more kind of warm and fuzzy so um they're, they're, they're kind of trying to take some of the, the you know the hard edge of uh, off of windows um it'll be interesting to see uh how it all evolves it will. we'll definitely be covering it here on point and click here on kzyx yeah. and philo and um, we will be and bob you've got uh, speaking of the web um you had some interesting news about uh, about one of our favorite browsers uh the brave browser right well, yeah, and I would have to say this is the other shoe dropping, uh, maybe instead of left to right, right to left, because we remember telling everybody about DuckDuckGo as our favorite privacy-protecting search engine when it came out a while ago, and eventually DuckDuckGo released their own web browser. So they started out having a search interface that you could go to in your browser of choice, and then they, they um, rolled out their own actual DuckDuckGo browser, which is available. I don't know if it's available for desktops. I know it's definitely available for um, for handheld devices. Brave came out as a uh, a fork of Google's Chrome browser engine, but it was right. much more privacy oriented. And now uh, Brave is is beta testing their own search uh, engine like DuckDuckGo. So it'll it's really interesting. I'm. I, I just I can't remember where I heard this. Maybe it was on NPR a day or two ago. Uh, DuckDuckGo reported like a hundred million dollars in quarterly profits, I think, for the last quarter or something like that. And they basically started out as being a free search engine. I didn't know they were into making that much money, but apparently wow. they're successful. And that always makes me wonder, well, what's coming next? And I think DuckDuckGo has very, very carefully controlled placed ads in the search results very clearly remarked uh, marked as ads maybe in the top two items mm, mm. you know not like google where the first 10 pages can be ads <laughs> <laughs> right. but um but brave is uh coming out with this uh beta version of their their search engine and i don't have the uh all the uh fine print in front of me but one of the things they said they have is a, a google fallback so if their search capability doesn't bring this stuff up out of their own search capability, um, they'll go peel things off of Google and add them to your search results, which I thought was pretty pretty interesting, you know. Really, really. Especially, yeah, especially if they indicate that. But uh, you can find that at search.brave.com in your browser of choice. So you don't have to use the Brave browser to use the Brave search engine. Uh, I haven't had much of a chance to play it out and and uh, see what the capabilities are, but reading about the uh, the thought that went into designing it is interesting. Also, I I need to tell everybody because I just recently dis discovered this. Both DuckDuckGo and um, Brave will let you customize your search interface, and you can give it a dark theme, which is often really helpful you know if you're doing a bunch of uh work on a computer and all of a sudden you get a a big screen full of white light splatting you in the face it could be you know 
It can be disconcerting if you have your work environment set up so that you have control over that. But you can put a dark theme on both uh, DuckDuckGo search uh, engine and the, the new Brave uh, beta nice. search engine. So they're pretty cool. Always nice to have alternative uh, uh, well, alternatives to Google. Well, yeah. So um, the new Brave search, is that that is rolled into the Brave browser? Is that right? Or is that just no, a separate? No, it's a separate thing, just like you could go in Firefox or Safari to the DuckDuckGo website and do a search. You can go to search.brave.com in the your browser of choice. But um, they're really into blocking ads and trackers, um, speeding up the results, because all those ads and trackers actually slow down your Internet. Sure. Um, they're using the Tor service, T-O-R, which is... Um, yeah. Uh, which is a super site for for um, keeping things private. Um, they have, if you go into a private window, um, it uses the Tor service to keep stuff really private. Yeah. And this kind of goes back to what Apple announced at WWDC about the uh, the search that's built into their new Safari version that has not one but two hops past... Um, servers that protect your search and inquiry and your search results right right so a lot of people are doing that yeah very good by the way I, i've got to share this to with you too um you know a couple of weeks ago we talked about the, um the internet advertising industry's method of tracking you as you even interact physically with other people and the example was that a that a guy shared on twitter was that he spent a week visiting his mom and he was using her toothpaste and they never talked about it and when he got home he started seeing ads for that brand of toothpaste which he had never seen before and he went in to describe exactly why that happens the fact that the phones were literally in the same geographical location and the advertising tracking companies knew that and they were able to make a correlation between hey mom uses this brand of toothpaste so somebody who was near mom might be interested in using that brand of toothpaste too and it's all really very scary well we just had a, a an identical experience here uh, the, uh, the uh, yesterday. We have a friend from Southern California who's visiting, and Toby and and our friend spent part of the afternoon yesterday assembling a small portable chicken coop. We have um, we have a flock of chickens, and we wanted a small kind of an emergency coop where you know if if a bird is sick, you can isolate the bird, you know, or if you get a, a new couple of chickens, you can put them in there to let them acclimate before you put them into the in with the main flock. And so they spent part of the afternoon assembling this little portable kind of plastic chicken coop. Well, not hours ago, our friend was browsing on Instagram, and she saw an ad for that chicken coop. <laughs> she just she doesn't have chickens. <laughs> she lives in and you Ventura. Weren't, and you weren't posting pictures of the chicken coop on Facebook or anything like that. There was not one single online mention from anybody here in our household, not us, not the dogs, certainly not the chickens about that no. about that chicken coop. And yet that exact thing happened that that writer described with his mom's toothpaste ads. But it was Toby that had purchased the chicken coop. Correct. 
and the friend that was there with her device in, in proximity to Toby. Yep. Helping put the chicken coop together. <laughs> they are watching you, man. It's 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 I know. It's disconcerting. Well, the other one was that I read in that comment on one of the New York Times articles about the woman who asked um she was a clerk waiting on a customer and just happened to ask the customer, nice lipstick, and she fished in her purse, you know, and held up the tube. So she read the tube. <laughs> and they didn't there was no other real interchange uh, except, you know, the spoken. So she thought that they were eavesdropping on, on, you know, doing voice decoding or something like that. Right, right. I, I tend to believe the guy who said it's just out of proximity. Because when you go shopping oh, at the yeah. grocery store, they know everything you buy. Completely. You oh, know? yeah. There's no, you know, your microphone on your device is not on. They're not listening. There's actually on iPhones, there's even a little red dot when your microphone is evact, uh, when it is active. So, sure. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, was, it, it was amazing to see that experience happen that mirrored what that uh, tech worker talked about just uh, on Twitter just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a call-in show. We should give out the phone numbers. Um, we are at 895 I'll get it out if you uh, want to give us a call and ask a question or make a comment about anything that we've talked about tonight. Um, while we wait for calls to come in, I will just urge our listeners to, as we have done so many times in the past, to back up. If you do anything before this week is out, maybe even before this day is out, please back up. I tried to install Big Sur, the new operating system from Apple, on a 2017 iMac. A really nice, you know, not the very latest and greatest iMac, but, you know, still a very capable, well within Apple's specs for being able to run Big Sur um, this past Sunday. And upon rebooting, you know, and, and, and operating system operates updates always take a long time. Oh, it looks like we have a caller, so we'll continue that story after we take this next call. Um, yes, uh, if you can bring up our call, we will welcome, welcome our first caller. Hello, you are on the air. Hello. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Tony here. How are you? Hey, Tony, very well. How are you? I'm good. Tony, long time no here. I know, I know. Well, I happen to be calling you from Santa Cruz right now, and I had a most interesting experience today, which totally relates to what you guys are talking about. I was in a doggy park, and people were talking, and there was this one guy who was talking about this thing that had just happened to him the other day, where he had gone into a store, I think it was a, a shoe and purse store with a friend of his who was looking for a particular purse by that was you know a branded person um by the i guess the brand was fry f-r-y-e which is a i'm pretty sure it's a british brand it's a very expensive clothing brand and they were looking for a purse and they found the purse that they wanted they asked the price it was way too much it was over 700 dollars. they decided they weren't going to pay for that and they started walking out of the store and he looks at his phone and i guess he went to facebook and lo and behold, what's there but Fry is offering you half-price deal on that very same purse. Uh -huh. he, could, 
he couldn't get over it. And so they, they got in touch with Fry and, and then they went back to the store and they said, can you match that price? Cause it was a half price deal. And they said, there's no way that, you know, we paid more for it ourselves than what you're being offered it for. <laughs> so Man. it's almost like, it's almost like companies are under, you know, undermining anybody who's putting any of their products out there when they're offering stuff at half price. But the fact that they're going in, I, I don't know how they even knew or you're saying that they don't hear you talking on your phone or and they were just talking. They weren't even on the phone. So how is it that they're getting that kind of information is so bizarre and surreal and sci-fi like that it's it really, incredibly scary. Even if, even Toby, even if they were uh, Tony, even if they were tracking your location and knew you were in a store that had their their merchandise, how would they know it was that particular one, that exact item? Well, unless you know? they were just, oh. unless these guys were just talking about that particular purse, but like you say, how would they know? But yeah. it was the exact same person. This guy was just talking to some people, and I, you know, I was part of the conversation, but I, I was just. Stunned. And now you're talking about the very same thing. So there's, it's definitely going on is all I can say because I, I feel that. And, and the other thing I was going to mention is that along with Facebook and everything else, Twitter and um, IG, uh, Instagram, that's all so out there and where, where your information is so not private. There is, yeah. however, um, do, you, do you guys, I'm sure you probably know, but most people have never heard of it. Do you know Signal? You heard yeah. of Signal? It's an encrypted so, chat program, I think, oh, isn't oh, yeah. it? Right, yes. It sure. is. It's instead of Facebook. And I have, there's a relative in my family who years ago, he, he lives, he's in France, he's in Paris, and he um, was visiting me and said, if you ever, if I ever see that you've put a picture of me on Facebook, I'm, I'm ending our, our relationship. I mean, this is my nephew, so it's like, and we're yeah. a very close family. I was like, okay, okay, I won't do it, because he's very politically active and all that. So I don't. I mean, I'm very deliberate. I only put pictures up for family members who are okay with it, and most of my family members are not okay with me putting any photos up on Facebook, so I'm very limited in what I can do with my own family. But that being said, he's the one who turned me and the rest of our family onto Signal because he wants anything that's up there online that has that that he puts out there or when he talks to anybody, he wants it all to be super private. And so I am yeah. now on Signal, and I don't do WhatsApp because WhatsApp is. I mean, I, I sometimes do if I could care less, but more more than not, I try to connect with people in Europe, especially on Signal. So it's just one of those apps. It's much more protected from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, it is It is end-to-end encrypted, as they say. Uh, Tony, I think yes. we have another call coming in. Okay, sure. I understand. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank, Thank you for the call. Good to, to hear from you. you. Yeah, sig- right. Signal is Signal's a private messaging um, app that's available for portable devices. There you go. Uh, yes, do we still have our uh, second caller in? Yeah, I'm Hello. still here. Hi, um, hi, welcome. You're on the air. I think it's spookier than than uh, them tracking uh, our activity on our phones or computers because I was wondering just to myself and not out loud how to uh, check the uh, transmission fluid level on a transmission that didn't have a dipstick. And I huh. go to YouTube 
And uh, the fifth thing I scrolled down to on YouTube was exactly that. And I thought, that's, that's too weird. That's just strange coincidence, maybe, but I think AI is dipping into our brains at this point. You know, it, it's, it's not, unfortunately, it's not that, it's not that sophisticated. It's just a insidious process of watching what we do online. And yeah. and to a greater, even greater extent, offline. You know, you may have been yeah. in an auto parts store and bought some transmission fluid or something like that. That it was a yeah, completely an offline transaction. But all this yeah. stuff is is intertied these days. That's probably what it is. Insidious is absolutely the right word for it. They really yeah. shouldn't do it. It's immoral and then ought to be criminal. It's creepy. Anyway, at, at the bottom line, thank you. That's a great, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, thanks for the call. The bottom line is it's just, it's just kind of creepy, you know. I think we have yet another call coming in, so let's welcome our next caller. Um, if you are there, Good. caller, hi, you're on point and click. Oh. If we lost you, hit that, hit that magic redial button and we'll get you on the air. Um, yeah, speaking of Signal and Facebook, there was um, uh, a story on Monday um uh, Facebook has now joined Apple, Google, and Microsoft in the $1 trillion cap club because um, a judge ruled that the uh, complaint that the FTC was making against Facebook um, didn't uh, plead enough facts to plausibly establish that Facebook had monopoly power. No, they weren't saying that they couldn't go ahead and bring more facts back to the table but the judge just said you don't have the right case to proceed with monopoly now i don't know you and i and anybody else we know probably think facebook is about as close to a monopoly as you can get yeah but on the news that 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 uh, complaint had been sent back facebook uh facebook's uh stock jumped up i don't know by something like four percent and it put it over a trillion dollars wow Wow, but um, something that we haven't uh, really we haven't talked much about monopoly in the tech industry, but um, that's because there's a lot of people that are out there being paid not to talk about it. Yeah, we need to get uh, we need to get somebody from like the Center for uh, uh, Technology and Democracy or the CDT Center of Democracy and Technology. um, Yeah, EFF on to talk about it, Bob. I think we have at least two or three calls in the queue. Oh, let's get the calls in. Let's grab another call and uh, say hello to our next caller. That you are on Point and Click Radio. Hi, you're on the air. Yes, hi, you're on the air. Oh, okay. So um, I don't. I've had a lot of experiences with just talking about wanting a product around a device that was connected to the Internet, and then that ad comes up. So you guys should try this. Just talk about what you want, and it comes up. <laughs> I want to be able to talk about a product and then have it arrive on my doorstep without having to pay for it. But well, yeah. I think that's, I think that's the fraudster that Toby was uh, reaching, uh, I was I heard from earlier in the show. Well, I mean, just try it. I mean, we, we tried it with an obscure... I want some red high-heeled sneakers, and I'm telling you, the next day they were an ad on my feed. Yeah, so, that's... Something else must it. have happened. I mean, they're definitely, you know, well, they're not they're not, they're not, not listening to us in that way. Um, I don't believe, you. I believe they that they are. You should try it. It has happened to I, more gonna, than one person that I know. You just talk 
near a device that's connected to the internet, and it will come up on your feed. Just try it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna go on record as saying that I really would love to have a macro lens for my Fuji mirrorless camera. Okay, I will see. I will see. We'll see what happens in the next couple of days. Well, Jim, you know, all of us are going to get ads for those expensive fry handbags that we just heard about that uh, Tony Tony was talking about. That's for sure. And and plastic chicken coops. (laughs) Plastic chicken coops. Yes, yes. What have we done? We've been part of the problem. I think we have another call. Caller, thank you for that call. (laughs) Uh, Do we have another caller? Hello, caller. You're on the air if you are there. I I am here, and I'm, I'm vowing never, ever, ever to give up my flip phone. Oh, they, well, I there you go. A, I'm a that, little that, safer, that, right? Yep. There's, good you know, plan. There's, a certain, there's a good certain security to um, being less con- less connected. You know, sci-fi folks, if you're a fan of the great uh, sci-fi show Battlestar Galactica, the only surviving battleship, Battlestar, uh, um, the Galactica, the reason it survived is because it was a museum that was completely disconnected from the rest of the civilization's computers and networks. As a result, it was not able to be destroyed by the, by the Cylons. So, um, oh, is that what gave birth to Battlestar Galactica? Battlestar, yeah. The, the reason they were air, they were air, they were space gapped. They were exactly, <laughs> exactly. They were they were they were they were they were disconnected. They were unplugged. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I think we have yeah. another caller coming on. No, I have um, I have a computer question. Actually. Oh yes. All right. Yes. Go ahead, please. It's Fire about DuckDuckGo. Um, Every time I go into, you know, my cache and delete the cookies and do all of that stuff, um, or it also may con- be connected with when I get a new version of DuckDuckGo, uh, when that gets automatically downloaded, all of a sudden I can go into definitely one, maybe two tabs. If I try to go to a third, it's blank. Any idea what's going on with that? Because is this the DuckDuckGo browser? Yeah, the DuckDuckGo browser. And, and what device? Um, what device are you using it on? On my laptop. Mac or Windows? Windows. Hmm. Hmm. And and what should be in the tab normally? Well, you know, like I can open up my. Uh, let's see, I can open up my emails and then i can open up you know a wiki search and then i'll go open up the weather and it nothing more will open up that's interesting well you might want to look in your settings and see if there's you know a lot of times some of those um apps will have um if you have a slow internet speed, a lot of times you can configure it so you won't tax your connection. I wonder if there's a limit to the number of tabs. I've never, yeah. I've never experienced that, and I've never used the DuckDuckGo browser on a laptop or desktop, only on the uh, portable devices. Have you, have you had this problem with any other browsers? No. I, when I get frustrated, I just go to Brave, and it, everything works fine. That's really weird. The only thing I could suggest would be to look in, as Bob said, kind of look into the preferences for DuckDuckGo um, and see if there's some kind of a limit to the number of, of tabs that you can open given, you know, your Internet connection or, or some other uh, criteria. Mm-hmm. No, I've got a really 
fast internet connection, unlike so many huh. people in this county. And so, oh well, you're you're the the second go to folks I've asked, and they also looked baffled. But thank well, you. Well, I, 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 I just keeping my flip phone forever. I just uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just did a quick Google search on tab limit on browser and. Uh, here's one item that says cap on the number of tabs you can have open in Chrome. Is it possible to have a limit on the number of tabs? So um, there may be, um, it may be possible to configure that in the browser. I would look, uh, search through the browser help file. And something also, also always worth trying is, is making sure that you're running the latest version of the, uh, of, of the yes. um It's entirely possible that there might have been a bug. Uh, yeah, except that the bug has stayed the same through two updates. Well, hmm. Hmm, okay. All right. I'll let somebody else on with a problem. Yep, good luck. Thank you. If, you, if you're if you able to solve it, always uh, call us back, let us know. I think we have more callers here on this edition of Point and Click Radio as we wind toward the 8 o'clock hour and radiogram with Jamie Roberts. But um, if our next caller is there, you are on the air, and good evening. Good evening. This is Tim from Moscow, Idaho. I called uh, on your last oh, yeah. show. Hey, Tim. Before I, and at the end of your show, um, an unnamed caller mentioned the magic words open source, and that's what I did. I went uh, searching up for an open source calendar, found one. It works fine. So oh. there you go. That's great. What's, oh. in, what's it called? Yeah, don't it's keep us called, in suspense. It's called Borg. Um, uh, Borg, B-O-R-G, like the Borg on Star Trek? Oh, oh, like Cyborg, yes. That, that's or the Cyborg, one. right. In any case, um, uh, I want to say thanks to the caller to remind me of the open source options. And there you go. That's awesome. Now, for, for listeners who don't know what we're talking about here, um, uh, Tim from Moscow, Auto, Idaho, called a couple of weeks ago and inquired about a calendar program that didn't use the cloud. He didn't want right. his calendar stuff being uploaded to the cloud. He just wanted it to be stored locally on his computer. And we did a bunch of looking during the show, and we didn't see anything. And then toward the end of the show, um, uh, another caller called in and said, hey, there's probably some outsource or open source freeware out there that would do the job. And indeed, Tim seems to have found exactly the solution, a, a, an app called Borg, B-O-R-G, Resistance is Futile. Yeah. And Microsoft was a little reluctant to let me download the app, but I persisted. All right. Good. Done. <laughs> yeah, so, there it is. Carry on, gentlemen. Thanks for the call, Tim. Thanks, thanks for the update. It can get worse love, than just... I love always getting an uh, update from, uh, from a caller like that, um, especially when other callers were able to help solve a problem. And if you, just Google, if you just Google search or DuckDuckGo search for Borg Calendar, it comes right up, and it is on SourceForge.net. It's a uh, calendar project uh, written in Java, yeah. and uh, it's very configurable, and it, you don't need to use the cloud to make it work, which is great. Sweet. We probably have time for one more call here, uh, 7.57. Do we have another caller on the air? Yeah, I'm ready. Yes, hi, you're on the air. Hello? 
Hey, yeah, uh, just a, a comment on the woman who called in about the red sneakers and our devices listening. 100%, they 100% are. My friend is the head of graphic design for CBS in San Francisco. He and his wife tested with all their devices off in their home, talked to each other with the test. They said, hey, honey, when you go to the store, can you pick up some adult diapers? I know it sounds funny, but that was what they chose. Anyway, uh -huh. within... Within three days, they both got ads for Depends and many other brands of adult diapers. They are listening 100%. And it's in the Patriot Act, too. That's how they can do it. In the second Patriot wow. Act, the rewritten. So I'm just saying 100% to the woman who spoke about the red sneakers and started getting ads about red sneakers. That's happening to all of us. Pay attention, people. They're listening. And why? To make money for advertising. That's it. So it's not like oh, a yeah. conspiracy, like, you know, don't worry about New World Order. They're not coming to take you away. They're coming to sell you stuff. They're coming to take your dollars. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So take care, guys. Thanks for the show. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I don't buy that because I think, you know, there are white hat hackers everywhere that are monitoring what our devices send out. And every now and then there will be some interesting discovery. Remember a couple of years ago when white, hack, white hat hackers discovered that Nest smoke detectors had a microphone in them and they were sending uh, stuff out yeah and they bas they basically busted google and it's not hard as you know bob to sniff out the packets that a device is transmitting and especially coming from a smoke detector <laughs> well they have a distinct odor yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, I, I did, you know, I'm not saying that there isn't evil and insidiousness in the online advertising uh, world because they're definitely well, but also I it's that they're listening to our devices, listening to us with the, the microphones in our devices. It's also well known that the smart TVs that people buy now are way too smart for their yes. own good because they they are just doing nothing but slurping in your data you know they they probably even measure the posture you have when you're watching tv or whether you get up to go to the bathroom during the slow scenes or something you know <laughs> exactly it's, tv it's, is it's, tv is dumb and it should stay that way it should really stay that way okay, we have a message here from from rich who has been heroically engineering the show from from philo for us um we have Thank like you, 10 seconds left so we are going to wrap up this edition of point and click we'll see you everybody in two weeks good night bob good night jim good night everybody this has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.